HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by Hearst Ranch, the nation's largest single-source supplier of free-range, all-natural, grass-fed, and grass-finished beef. For more information, visit HearstRanch.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm your host, Damon Bolte. In the studio today, fella I just met actually very recently, um, working at an event with Julia Reiner at the Gugamuga Festival, which got rained out. It's the first time we met. And uh, welcome to the show, Abe Hawkins from Dutch Kills in New York City. Thank you, Damon. It's a shame you had to meet me when I was taking a nap. Good <laughs> uh, to meet you anyway. Yeah, right on, man. So, dude, uh, you know, let's start, man. Like, tell me about yourself, man. I know uh, I just met you recently through like Jane Warren and the gang and Richie at, uh, at Dutch Kills. Um, so, yeah, how, how did you get hooked up with these guys? Well, I used to work at a cafe in the West Village with a lot of people who are still my best friends and many of them who have gone on to work in the bars with me and stopped working in the bars with me also. Uh place was called The Grey Dog, and it was right down the street from what eventually became Little Branch. When I first started working there, it was a really weird tranny bar um, <laughs> that was kind of a basement dungeon. Um, and then I went out of town for a year and came back, and it was Little Branch, which I fell in love with. And we were all pretty big regulars there, all the cafe crowd. So um, I got to know all the guys that way and um, was drinking there for many years before Richie opened Dutch Kills and asked if I wanted to worked there so i was one of the first two people to work there and in the early days it was just me six seven days a week with giuseppe gonzalez <laughs> and richie <laughs> yeah, yeah nice um yeah I, it's cool to have like you know giuseppe's been on jan's been on i haven't had richie on yet which is weird uh karen stanley's been on so it seems like a very cool crew i, I like all you guys quite a bit yeah they're great great people yeah um yeah we were just talking right before we went on the air like uh about motorcycles and uh this is funny because we're gonna be talking we're we have a show about drinks and we're about to start talking about motorcycles but um yeah I, it's funny to me like uh another person who used to work at dutch kills rob fuentevia oh yeah he's, he also rides and then richie rides joe santos from brooklyn general there's totally. a bunch of people in the industry that ride i think it's probably a good thing that we're 
eventually we have the option of being on two wheels because that gives us an excuse to not be on two drinks, you know? Yeah, totally, totally. Man, those guys, I'm kind of embarrassed to ride with a lot of them. I mean, Richie's got one of the sweetest bikes I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Santos has a great bike. You know, I'm kind of, uh, you know, I'm basically riding a moped next to those guys, <laughs> even though it's a huge moped. Yeah. So I think there's, a, it's kind of a, there's similarities between, like, like, to me, I always talk about music and bartending, you know, crafting cocktails, kind of like, they're, they're kind of similar art forms, you know, like, especially because you can get a lot of inspiration from, you know, like, song ideas and lyrics and albums and stuff, and that, that'll give you ideas for, you know, making cocktails, but I, you know, something we actually haven't talked about on the show until now, it's about motorcycles, and like, I don't know, when I was a kid, like, checking out, like, custom bikes, and, uh, like, seeing the process of, like, building, like, classic cars and stuff, it's it's very much, like, a musical kind of thing, and very much, like, kind of reminds me a lot of, like, crafting cocktails in the same way. And I know that's a weird stretch, but it all, you start building from the ground up, you know, and then you end up with this beautiful thing. Hmm. I hadn't thought of it that way. I mean, I think maybe, you know, mechanics and music have an overlap with drinking and drink-making, <laughs> In a completely different way, you know, mechanic, you know, there's a love for it and a craft and you really are building something. And so that's where the similarity lies there. But with music, I guess the overlap in my mind would be, you know, there's an element of connecting to people, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's the whole bartending side, you know, which uh, is really different from the craft of it. Um, Yeah, yeah, totally. I I like, yeah, I, I definitely agree that the craft of bartending and making drinks is definitely different from actually bartending and hosting, you know, <laughs> and entertaining and guests. That's definitely true. And there are some people that are really good at, at both and some people that can only do one or the other. It's Yeah. It's, it's nice when it all clicks. Yeah, well, all the skill sets are really thrilling to see done excellently. Yeah. You know, I love a bartender who can't make a drink but can make me smile. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. I just don't want to drink his drinks too much. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, or, so, or I do. <laughs> yeah, well... Sometimes you know, yep. win a rope. Um, yeah, but um, so okay, you worked at Grey Dog in the West Village. Actually, one of my old roommates worked there. Oh yeah, funny. I yeah. probably uh, I probably drank him under the table once or twice. Probably, yeah. <laughs> so you you went from the cafe to uh, to Little Branch. Yeah, it was actually a perfect transition. You know, like uh, I'd been working at Grey Dog for six years. You know, I was pretty burnt out. I mean, I loved it and. Still treasure the memories of it, but I was there for a little too long, probably, and you know, so I was on my way out, and uh, I was training at Little Branch for a while, and my training was awesome, you know, and nobody has the luxury of having this kind of training anymore. Basically, what I did is I worked on Saturdays, um, and I could get whatever schedule I wanted there. That was one of the beautiful things about working at the cafe. So I would ask to open manage Saturdays. So I'd get there at you know. 5.30 in the morning, I'd leave at 3, and then I'd go straight to Little Branch, cut ice, and then all night, just hang out by the service bar, Richie would be working, and uh, he gave me the Little Branch spec book, and i just looked through it, and you know, I was like, make me this, make me this, make me this. i just watch him, ask questions, he'd talk at me, and I did that for three months or something before I started working there at all, um, which was awesome. You know, I'd just like, sit there and like, drink 15 drinks. I still think that one of the reasons that they hired me was because they saw me drink way more than I should be able to drink and still walk straight, you know, and, like, keep my composure. Um, you know, I remember the first time I went to Milk and Honey, Richie was like, yeah, so uh, come see me at uh, Milk and Honey tonight, you know. Uh. <laughs> so I went down there, and uh, 
I was really embarrassed because it was like a, you know, just a different scene than I was used to. You know, I was used to, you know, something, something else. So I went down there and I swear, like none of the guys said two words to me the whole time. I just sat there and like they were all like busy and, um, and so I just sat there and drank and I drank 10, 12 drinks or something. And then I was like, <laughs> well, I guess I'm going to go, guys. And they were like, okay, uh, we'll see you, see you. And uh, I think uh, it was a test in some way to see how it handled it. Pretty weird, but that's how it was. <laughs> Everyone's got their training uh, protocol, you know. Yeah. Oh, but my training was great. I loved it. It was so much fun. You know, I remember the first time I ever had an egg white drink. I was looking through the Little Branch spec book, which is one of my favorite compendiums of recipes ever. It's so simple. Everything is there, but it's just like the choices are so weird. The things that are left out and the things that are in there. You know, so I'd never had an egg white drink, and I was looking through it, and I was like, Richie, make me a silver Bronx. That was in the <laughs> book. And he stopped what he was doing. It was a busy night. He like put everything down, and he looked at me real serious, and he said, what the fuck do you want one of those for? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I just want to try something with egg whites. So he was like, I'll make you something with egg whites. You don't want to drink that shit. <laughs> yeah. You got a pretty good Rich Picado. <laughs> oh, I've had plenty of time to hone it. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty... He's a good guy to make an impression of. Yeah. He's a character. So is Jane Waring. If oh, you just yeah. talk really loud and really fast. and uh, I'm going to go finger fuck my asshole. That's what he says when he's going to smoke a cigarette. <laughs> Can I say that on... Yeah. Oh, yeah right. I mean, you already did, so... Cool. <laughs> Please. Sweet. <laughs> so, okay, from uh, Little Branch, then you made your way over to Dutch Kills. And... So, like you said before, you were working basically like six days a week uh, opening the bar. And, and I don't know, like, I always love that feeling of, like, opening up a new place because, like, you end up, like, working your ass off. And then, like, but the payoff is, like, so great, man. Oh, it's totally amazing. I mean, I still feel this day just immensely proud of Dutch Kills. You know, it's like, it's kind of, you know, my baby. Not that I own it or anything, but I really, you know, I'm proud of the work I did and the results that it's yielded. You know, like, everything that we've done there... Um, is excellent, and I just, I love it. I love the guys that work there and the guys that have worked there and just the, you know, the feeling that we have about each other and about, like, what we're doing together. It's like we're really on the same page there, you know. It's great. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Nice. And you guys recently just started, like, getting really heavily back into the classics after doing a lot of, like, your proprietary cocktail recipes and stuff. I think that's pretty cool, too. Yeah, well, I mean, the last menu before this one was all originals. It was all house originals, which is a cool thing, you know? But also, the menu there is kind of a formality, and I think that of all the bars, you know, um, we're all kind of bartender's choice bars. Yeah. But Dutch Kills more than any of the places, you know? And I don't know why that is. Um, I guess it's partly because of the guys that work there, and that's what's fun and interesting for us, and also... It's the way that we found to most effectively engage our guests and to kind of do what it is that we're really doing, which is being kind of the translators between their understanding of what it is to drink cocktails and our understanding of what it is to make them for them. So um, the bartender's choice is really, I'd say, 85% of the drinks we make there, yeah. which is pretty crazy. I mean, at yeah, least at the bar, crazy. you know? So... Like at my bar, like we, dude, people order like drinks from the menu. Like I would say ninety percent of the time. Yeah, which makes me feel really great, you know. Because yeah, it's yeah, like, absolutely. Cool, man. You like the drinks, especially if they come back for another one. You know, yeah, exactly, totally. Let's talk about Hawaiian shirts for a second. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you were telling me right before the show that you uh, got the hook up on Hawaiian shirts now, and 
I haven't worn a Hawaiian shirt since two days ago, so I need to. <laughs> like, I only have one, so I can't. It can't be in like heavy enough rotation. Uh, but goddamn it, this is a really hot summer, and I need to figure out where to get these, man. Well, I went to this thrift store called Unique in the Fulton Mall, and I go there about twice a year. And every time I go there, it just blows my mind. It's like three stories. They have enormous sections of everything, and their stock is always completely different. They have a knick-knack section where you can get things for dollhouses and old, weird guitar components. Just all kinds of crap. And then in the basement, it's toys and women's clothing. And uh, it's really true, actually. Toys and women's clothing together. (laughs) And, uh, you know, they have houseware stuff, glassware, just clothes, drapes, everything you could imagine is in this place. But every time I go, I notice something different, you know, and this time, last time I went to get shorts, because like you say, it's hot as hell, and I needed to get a couple pairs of shorts to replace the threadbare ones that I've been rocking pretty constantly. So I got a couple pairs, and I looked up, and there were just 300 beautiful Hawaiian shirts on a rack. So I looked (laughs) through them for an hour and picked out my two favorite. I should have gotten three or four. I could have (laughs) easily... broke the bank at that place getting some shirts but i love hawaiians it's really they're fun you know i remember when painkiller first opened i was really excited about it um you know not being super versed in the tiki stuff it just seemed like it was going to be a really fun place um and so i got a couple hawaiian shirts just you know for fun one which is still one of my favorite shirts it's got pineapples all over it pineapples (laughs) pineapple slices and wedges um and so i've been rocking it ever since I also have some pretty great memories of being sweaty and nasty on beaches in Hawaiian shirts. At Richie's wedding, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah, wow. I don't know if I should even <laughs> tell the real story. God. Dude, I, like, when, when Pangular opened up, I had, one, I had one Hawaiian shirt in my, in my rotation. And I remember wearing it there, like, twice, the same shirt twice, like, for the first time I went there. And I completely lost it. Like, I think I, it was, like, in the middle of the, I think it was, like, a lot... Last summer? How long has that place been open now? Mm, two years? Two years, yeah, I'd say. It must have been two, two and change, ago. maybe. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I took it off in the subway and then, like, lost it on the way home. Which I don't understand why I was taking the subway after going to Painkiller, because that's just... And why were you taking the subway shirtless? I mean... I mean, I had the shirt on, but it was so hot in the subway. <laughs> and I was, like, trying... It was, I was just... All I wanted to do was get home, man. You should have <laughs> known when they saw the empty car and all the other ones were full, like, that one's the one with the broken AC. Exactly. <laughs> God damn it. You're very wise, Abe. <laughs> oh, thanks, Damon. I mean, like, you know, a, a place I was actually at a few days ago. Uh, I was down at uh, Fort Defiance, and I love Sinjin and the crew. They uh, they constantly wear Hawaiian shirts, too. I think that's pretty awesome. Sinjin's been, been doing that for years, though, man. Yeah. It's, like, it's not like a, like a, like a, a like dress code for his bar, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he really just pulls it off, man. Yeah, I mean, I started wearing Hawaiians, you know, five or six years ago i was in north carolina in Asheville visiting a good buddy of mine and i went to this goodwill depot have you ever seen one of these places where they just constantly wheel out carts full of unorganized shit it's just you know toys and clothes and everything just all together and you dig through it and you pay by the pound oh yeah yeah so i got my first real hawaiian shirt there and also this really cute little blue bow tie that's on an elastic string that you can like wear on your neck it's like a total comedy bow tie you know it's like two inches across it's pretty great well some pretty good conversation we're having here today <laughs> <laughs> let's take a quick break Abe, and we'll be right back all right Abe hawkins on the speakeasy 
to the preacher Said I'm a man of sin Still didn't be the fear of God But all he was a man And I'm going down You are listening to Man of Sin by Brothers NYC Keep it locked for more of the speakeasy Here on HeritageRadioNetwork.org Yeah, I did it then Lord knows I'd do it again I'm going down So I went to my sister Ranch grass-fed beef, pasture-raised on 150,000 acres in Central California. Hearst Ranch grass-fed beef, free-range, sustainably produced, humane. Hearst Ranch grass-fed beef, the authentic flavor of the American West. And we are back. You're listening to Speakeasy in the studio to the day. To the day. To the day. To the day, I tell you. <laughs> we have Abe Hawkins from Dutch Kills in New York City. In Long Island City, that is. And we were just talking about Hawaiian shirts. Uh, we got a little sidetracked. I, you know, like, you get me talking about Hawaiian shirts and, and, and different ephemera for that goes really well at different cocktail parties, then I might keep talking about it for a while. It hides vomit, you know. These it hides vomit. Patterns. I mean, they kind of look like vomit already. It's the perfect thing to wear to a tiki bar, you know, because <laughs> especially like place like Painkiller. Oh gosh, because you might you might end up soiling yourself. <laughs> you know, I've been working there Mondays, and uh, I'm really really glad that I've been given the opportunity to do it. Um, it's really fun, and I've been having a great time. Um, like everyone, I'm sad that it's going to be closing, um, but man, those guys. That have been working there for time, they must have the thickest book of dirt stories on every bartender <laughs> in town because that is where people go to embarrass themselves, like bartenders. You know, yeah. they go there to act a fool and drink buckets of rum. Yeah, I've heard some stories. Yeah, yeah, me too. I don't know if we should tell any of them. Oh no, no, no! I just want <laughs> I want to let everyone know that I've got. I wouldn't want anyone telling my story. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember a couple of times. Uh, being in there and just like running into other people and and just kind of like covering your face and be like, <laughs> we'll talk about this in the AM, my man. Yep, I know um, what you did last summer. <laughs> um, so what is what's the deal? I mean, can you talk about the? It's is it closing down and moving somewhere? Like, I don't think they're looking for a new space now. You know, my sense is that I mean, there are definitely landlord issues. There's always been like, you know, drama here and there. Um, I think they started off on a bad foot, um, you know, taking over a lease that had money owed, and so they started in the in the red. And um, I think everybody who's been, you know, troop on the ground there, they just need a break. I think, and although everyone's really sad it's closing, I think it's going to be good for uh, for the champs to you know take a step back and. You know, decompress a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they've just worked their tails off for a long time now. So, 
Yeah. They deserve it. They deserve a vacation. And the talent that they have, I mean, it's not something that's ever going to go away. And, um, you know, I think that location for Painkiller was a real era, time and a place. And um, if and when it does open in another form and another place, it's only going to be that much better for the guys having a chance to kind of relax a little bit and think about, you know, how they want to focus their talents, which are immense. Their talents are just unbelievable. Yeah, and plus, like, you get a chance to, like, kind of reevaluate, you know, maybe tighten some things up here, maybe, like, you know, move sure. stuff around, figure, you know, like, kind of kind of re-coordinate the bar and, like, kind of learn from some, you know, even, like, restrictions as far as, like, where the power outlets were, yeah. you know, and, like, where the blender went. And, like, and how high the stools are. Yeah, that's, that's, a ma- that's the main one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's the main complaint there. Yeah. People don't say, oh, yeah, you fed me a bucket of rum. I almost died. They say, oh, the stools were really high. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Um, God damn. Yeah, I, there was a, there was a, several occasions where it's like, why, why, why am I chugging? Why are you forcing me to chug a frozen drink out of a pineapple right now? Then the real question is, why are you agreeing to it? You know, everybody exactly. agrees to it. That's <laughs> the, like the magic of that place. Like people lose the ability to say no. Oh, I love it. I love that place. I do too. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go there after this. Let's go. I have to play a show tonight. Oh, just one, one drink. We can chug it and just be gone. It's fine. Uh, we'll think about it. We'll talk. We'll, about we'll it talk about it. Yeah. My bandmates might be listening. Oh, okay. Well, then uh, you're not going to come with me. That's fine. I'm going to church after this, bro. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, um, not church, but uh, do okay. So, hot days like today. What do you like to drink? Micheladas. Yeah? I can't help it. You go for the beer cocktails? Yeah. I mean, I'm always a daiquiri drinker. You know, that's kind of what I drink. Pineapple mm-hmm. daiquiris, particularly, oh, if yeah. there's fresh pineapple juice about. But, uh, yeah, I mean, for years I've drank micheladas. Before I was working in bars, um, that's what I drank. It's this dreamy drink that makes you thirsty and quenches your thirst at the same time. It's <laughs> yeah. just really, really, really you could good. open a bar just... Basically, making micheladas and just keep just killing it. Yeah, I used to get them at a place down from my old apartment, and my roommate and I we kind of became famous for going <laughs> in there and drinking too many micheladas four times a week. Oh man, it was great. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, going back to the daiquiri thing, man. I I fucking love daiquiris, man. Especially oh, like best. I said, pineapple daiquiris. It's funny to me. Like actually, the last time I was in Dutch Kills. It, think it was the last time i was in there uh jan made me a pineapple daiquiri and he's like dude this is just like the best drink in the world i'm like you you're not wrong man you're not wrong but it's funny to me how so many people still have even like with the way that the classic cocktail bars have come back around over the past decade and how people are so like much better educated on classics like manhattan's old-fashioned martinis for some reason you know, still, you hear the word daiquiri, and everyone has that like red frozen drink in a hurricane glass, you know, idea that comes to mind. You know that that picture that pops up in your head. And you're like, fuck that! I don't want I don't want like frozen sugar in a glass. But God, it's the one of the greatest drinks. It's so well, simple. yeah. I mean, first of all, frozen sugar in a glass is okay too from time <laughs> to time. But yeah, I mean, daiquiri daiquiri is my test drink. You know, when I go to a bar. I'll get a daiquiri, a Manhattan, or an old-fashioned. And then 
seeing how that drink is made at the bar, I know everything there is to know about you know how they do things there. You know, it's like yeah. it is the most simple, stripped down thing, and because of that, it's uh, the hardest to make perfectly. There's nothing to hide behind. There's no flash. There's no you know complex list of ingredients in the drink. It's just three ingredients. You know, but it's also a drink that is made very differently at different bars. You know, proportions, but also hard sugar or simple syrup. How do you make the simple syrup? Blah, blah, blah. What sugars are you using in the simple syrup? Yep. What rum are you using or combinations of rum? Yeah. Even. I mean, I love the the Petrosky daiquiri. I like the whole Petrosky system. It's so brilliant, you know, like what he's done. He's such a Tom Bombadil of cocktails, <laughs> that guy. What's the, uh, what's the Petrosky daiquiri? It's uh, one ounce lime, three quarters simple, two rum, shaken up. Simple. That's yeah. That's that's how I do them too. Yeah, nice. totally. Yeah, pat on the back, Damon. Yeah, man. <laughs> I love it. Or even like a, a nice, like really grassy, like Martinique rum yeah. with a little bit of nutmeg on it. Man, there's so many uh, variations you could do, man. It's I'm not crazy. an agricole fan. Get out. I can't stand it. It's weird, <laughs> but also, oh, first of all, I gotta say, I gotta take a little credit for this pineapple daiquiri thing. That is totally my doing, a hundred percent. Yeah, I like when we first started getting pineapple juice at Dutch Kills. Um, one day, I was just thinking, man, how can I make a pineapple daiquiri? And then I played with it till I got my, you know, my favorite little speck, and then I just started pushing them on everybody, and I drink, <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna say how many, but too many a night. And uh, everyone else started drinking them, and now it's like a phenomenon in the bars. Everybody's drinking pineapple daiquiris. I love it. <laughs> well, that's great, man. It's great that you're actually pushing that and like getting some uh, some credit for the uh, the revival of the daiquiri. You know? Oh well, not the daiquiri. I mean, the daiquiris, but uh, uh, yeah. you know, somewhere pineapple close, daiquiri. somewhere close to it. Well, it was also really helpful because you know one of the questions you get all the time, especially at a bartender's choice kind of bar, is you know, what's your favorite drink, and. I'm always kind of at a loss. It's one of those things where I'm like, oh, uh, uh, you know, because first of all, it's like it doesn't really matter what my favorite drink is, right? Because um, I'm not going to be drinking the drink I'm making for somebody. But it's really nice to be able to say pineapple daiquiri right off the bat. They don't even have to finish the sentence. Pineapple daiquiri is my favorite drink, and it's <laughs> kind of true. I mean, that's what I drink by far the most of, and yeah. uh, it's great. I, lo- I love the question. What do you like to make? Yeah, like, yeah. Does it be- I mean, I guess I, I guess I am participating in this. Get, you know, ask, ask you what your favorite drink is. Well, what do you say? It's like, I mean, there's, uh, what like technically, what do I like to make? Like, what? Well, yeah. So I'm sitting at your bar. What do you like to make, Damon? Like, I'm not going to make you like. Uh, yeah, I like playing with fire. Excuse me. You're I, not going to make me a blaze no, with fire? No. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to make you a blue blazer in the middle of the summer. So I'd be coming right now. I mean, I like playing with fire. Oh, but, all right. But you know, that's I, yeah. You I should work a painkiller, man. I know, right? Yeah, I gotta get in a guest shift before, before the end, man. But yeah, I like. What's your favorite drink to make? I mean, like, what's your favorite drink to make? Glass of water. <laughs> when my arms are tired, I mean, man, it's like the most satisfying drink to make. It's also that's my other go-to answer for what's your favorite drink. Water. Yeah, yeah. I always quote Gandhi, but I misquote. You know, the the, the quote of uh, "Water is the only drink for a wise man." Oh, and then I'll be like. You know, Chewbacca said that. <laughs> <laughs> People like that. Uh, I think. They, they probably don't, actually. <laughs> Man, you speak Wookiee? Yeah. <laughs> that's not Wookiee. That's that's that's, th- that's 3 a.m. That's Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, man, like, it's just kind of a, like, like, and when you start talking about, like, different techniques of, like, like, 
actually producing drinks you know like what is your actual favorite one to make like physically make well I don't know. if i have the wherewithal i tell people that you know my favorite thing to make is the drink that somebody wants to drink you know i like to make people happy there's nothing i don't want to make i'll make a ramos i don't care yeah you know i want to make people happy and so yeah. it's just a way to restart that conversation you know like what is it that you like to drink you yeah know? Because that's what we do, you know, at Dutch Kills and at the cocktail bars, you know. If you're doing Bartender's Choice, then basically what that is is, you know, it's helping other people explore their own tastes in an informed way. Guiding them through the experience. Yeah. You know, letting them have some input, you know. Especially, like, when people order Bartender's Choice when they're not necessarily cocktail drinkers. Like, it might be, like, a beer drinker or a wine drinker. And then, you know, you can do, like, you can, like, say, make something like a Michelada. Like, if somebody just drinks, you know, Keystone Light from El Reno, Oklahoma, that you bought a motorcycle off of, which you actually did. Um, He's like, I don't drink cocktails, but I love beer. And they're like, well, let let me show you. Have you ever had a Michelada? It's like, boom. Then you've got them, like, kind of already hooked into, like, getting something that's, like, an actual mixed drink, you know? Or tricking them into drinking cocktails. Or I don't I don't drink cocktails, I drink beer and then making them, you know, some crazy fruity drink on crushed ice with like a fruit salad garnish. <laughs> it's exactly what I was going after. Man, I mean, yeah. So often though, people get it and they're like, Man, I never would have thought. I love this. Yeah. Yeah. Well hell man, I guess uh when's your next ship? I'm gonna come order some rainbow gin fizzes. Um I'm working tomorrow. Yeah. All right. I touch kills. kills, yeah. You got it, man. Abe, it was so great having you on the show, it was man. Really great having <laughs> me on the show. Can't <laughs> <laughs> wait to have you back, man. Yeah. All right, job. that's it. It's <laughs> that's it for the Speakeasy this week. Uh, check in next week. It'll be the 99th show. We're working up to 100 episodes in a couple of weeks. So stay tuned. We'll be having a big ass party for that. Sweet. All right. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.